Good morning, everyone. It's good to see you, good to uh, be worshiping with you this morning at WPC as we celebrate the second Sunday of Advent, Uh, and we'll also be continuing our series uh, for this season of what it means to live in this in-between time, living between Christ's two Advents, uh, Christ's coming in history and that we uh, await his, his birth in a manger in Bethlehem, but also uh, Christ's coming in glory, Christ's return. Uh, these are the two Advents, and we find ourselves in this, this in-between time. And so this Advent, we're reflecting on what that life looks like. And as we do so, there's no uh, complete Advent journey without first meeting John the Baptist. Um, Jesus' forerunner, the one who goes out to the wilderness to prepare the way for the Lord, um, a prophecy we heard in our first lesson from Malachi. So our second lesson, uh, we meet John the Baptist, at least in Luke's telling of the gospel. We meet John out in the wilderness and proclaiming his, his um, gospel of, of repentance and, and preparing the way. So, friends, I invite you to listen with open hearts and minds as we encounter God's word together from the third chapter of Luke's gospel, beginning with the very first verse. In the 15th year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea and Herod was ruler of Galilee, and his brother Philip, of the ruler of the region of Iturea and Trachonitis and Lysanias, ruler of Abilene. During the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Can anyone count how many times you were asked as a child what you wanted to be when you grew up? It's always fun to hear what kids have to say about what they want to do when they grow up. And I know our our preschool, when they have graduation, when they introduce each graduate, that's one of the things they share about them is what what that child uh, said they wanted to be when they grow up. The most popular answers usually include policemen, firefighters, princesses, athletes, teachers, Ghostbusters, holding out for that one. But in the Midwest where I grew up, there's another career choice that usually made the cut, and it did for me at least, Zamboni driver. (laughs) For you Southerners out there that are wondering what on earth a Zamboni is, Zamboni is actually a brand, kind of like Kleenex. Its proper name is an ice resurfacer, but everyone simply calls them Zambonis. On an ice rink following a hockey game or just casual open skating, the surface of the ice becomes jagged, rough, chipped, making it not as easy or as safe for someone to skate across. This is where the Zamboni comes in. The machine lays down a layer of clean water to freeze, forming new smooth ice. 
The result's a clean, clear, smooth surface that allows for skaters to move faster and safer across it. The drivers of these monstrous ice machines were just as cool, if not even cooler, than the hockey players that skated on the ice themselves. Because without them, the game couldn't go on. The Zamboni driver, in other words, prepared the way. Today we meet the Bible's most notorious preparer of the way, John the Baptist. The second and third Sundays of Advent every year end up with some kind of encounter with John the Baptist. We'd all prefer to get to the good story of baby Jesus in the manger, but for Luke, we have to get to know John the Baptist. And in all the Gospels, we have to meet John the Baptist before we can meet Jesus. John's prophecy is a reprise of um, his forebearers, especially Isaiah and Elijah and Malachi, who we heard today. In fact, some wondered if John was the second coming of the great prophet Elijah. John borrows the prophecy of Elijah and others to tell them that God is about to fulfill this promise, this promise that's from the very beginning. In light of this promise God will soon fulfill, John's message is short and simple. It's the very one that his father, Zechariah, proclaims at his birth. The Lord has come. Prepare the way. The image here is of a host preparing their home for a special guest. In the season of holiday parties, many of us will be opening our homes to uh, friends, co-workers, and family members. I find this image of preparing the way, preparing one's home, a little ironic because I think John the Baptist would be the absolute worst guest at a Christmas party. First off, instead of bringing a nice casserole or dessert for the potluck, he'd bring his staple meal of locusts and wild honey. Second, we'd all be shocked that the guy doesn't even bother to dress up or, you know, at least wear one of those cool, ugly Christmas sweaters. He looks like a nomad wearing a flax tunic. Third and most important, though, he'd be a big Debbie Downer. Instead of casual conversation about how your kids are doing or how you just have to have that recipe for the potatoes or who has the best chance of winning the college football playoff, he brings up the pressing problems of the world. You know, the ones we typically try to forget, if even for a moment, during these festive gatherings. For instance, during light conversation, John might remind us that the iPhones in our pockets that we use to um, take pictures of our fancy parties are the product of unfair wages overseas. He might remind us that the farming methods to use to produce the pecans in our cheese ball are depleting water sources out west. And we're just trying to forget about it for a moment. John would remind us of the horrible school shooting in Michigan last week. John, like most prophets, probably isn't going to make the guest list next year. But maybe that's why we need to hear his voice. As I said, the image here is that of a host preparing their home for guests. What do we do when we expect company? We straighten up our place. We smooth out the rough edges around. We clean up our place to make a good impression. We clean up as an act of hospitality. And let's be honest, sometimes it's having company over that's just the, the kick we need to clean up. 
Suddenly the burned out light in the guest bathroom that's been out for weeks has an urgent need to be replaced. The dust bunnies who have now been on the mantle for so long that they have official squatters rights are now facing immediate eviction. We get out our nicest linens, our finest dishes, open that special wine we've saved for the right occasion. But unlike a coworker or in-laws that we're trying to impress, this guest is much different. And preparations for this guest's arrival are different too. This expected guest is the one for whom the world has waited for so long. The one that will come to inaugurate God's reign, God's realm on earth. The awaited guest is our Savior, Jesus, Emmanuel. God is with us. This, friends, is John's message in a nutshell. Our Lord, the one we've been waiting for, is coming. Get ready. Prepare the way. For John, preparation and anticipation are the key postures of Advent. But unlike any guest for whom you'd prepare your home for, Preparing the way for Jesus' arrival is all about getting yourself ready, as well as the world around you, to make room for Christ's reign of peace to take shape in and among us. As much as we want to jump ahead to the Christmas story, each year we need to be confronted by John the Baptist out in the wilderness on our way to Bethlehem. John reminds us that the imminent arrival of God in Christ isn't all fun and games. Preparation is in order. Preparation of oneself, which the gospel sums up as repentance. Or more importantly, turning oneself away from the things that separate us from God, that we might point ourselves and move fully towards God. That we might be more watchful, more hopeful for God's reign to show up and take hold in our, in our midst. To prepare the way, friends, is to repent and follow. John's appearance along our Advent journey is meant to trouble us. It's meant to challenge us. It's meant to challenge the world that we live in. But true to any prophet's calling, it's also meant to give us hope and encouragement along the way as well. The Advent theme for today is peace. This morning, uh, we uh, lit the candle of peace along with hope from last week. John tells people to get ready, to repent, to follow, to prepare the way. This isn't simply a guilt trip, though. It's an inauguration speech for the Messiah whose reign will bring a peace unlike any we've seen before. Friends, it might be 2,000 plus years later, but the hope, the urgency of John's claims are the very same. It's a message we need to hear. Following yet another horrific school shooting last week, we remember that this is just the most recent reminder of this urgent need for peace in our broken and hurting world. Our role as travelers on this journey to the manger in Bethlehem is to prepare the way, ourselves and the world around us, for Christ's reign of peace to come. In the midst of repeated violence and hatred, in the midst of darkness and death in our world, our role is to be like John, to be that voice crying out in the wilderness. We are to be the prophets proclaiming this message to a hurting world, 
and to proclaim that God's own peace is coming and to live into that reality here and now. Friends, the best place where we can be reminded of what this peace looks like is when we gather at this table, as we will do as a congregation in a little bit. Because it's here at this table that the risen Christ joins us and invites us to a meal. We're fed and nourished that we might go out and be ambassadors of God's peace in this world. Friends, may we go and prepare ourselves for this feast that we might embody God's hope and peace to a world that so desperately needs it. Amen.